You're listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your co-host, Keely. Today we are on episode 83, and we are talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Episode Intermission. Um, this is the DLC for the Final Fantasy VII Remake that came out on um, the PS5. Um, I think that one's called Intergrade. Yeah. So, um, before we really dig in here, I wanted to clarify something that Lori, Lori brought this up while <laughs> I was talking to her about this. Um, the question is, why are you doing a DLC as a full podcast episode? And my answer to her and my answer to any of you who are wondering the same thing, um, basically the game is contained within itself so i consider it a game in itself it does obviously it reuses assets from the original game um and some of that is kind of hard to judge on but remember that this is our our experience of playing this dlc version of the game and i feel like if we were to do dlc of say like Pokemon, Mm -hmm. it would be the same. It would be a a similar experience of it's its own game contained within itself as an add on to the original game. And I mean, really Yuffie, this, this Yuffie DLC is kind of a, a good example of that because it's got its own story. It's got its own, like, you know, it, 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 in a sense, it has its own battle system to some degree, um, I mean, like a, a lot of this stuff kind of is it, its own, yeah. you know, bubble. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why I consider it to be its own game and we're doing a podcast on it by itself. We did a similar thing with, um, Final Fantasy 15's DLC where we did an episode kind of containing all the DLC in one episode. Um, you can listen to that if you want to. Um, so yeah, that's to clarify, that's what's going on here. But um, this this game was developed by Square, obviously, and it was released exclusively on the PS5 June 10th of this year, which is 2021. Um, I didn't get this at all. Nope. This was all you. Nope. And um, <laughs> I really... When this was announced, I had no desire to play it. Yeah. And it wasn't really that I had a problem with it. It was more just that, like, it was just another cash grab for Square Enix. Like, I really, truly feel like it is. And it's I still kind of do. That said, having played it now, I'm glad that I did. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about that as we go along here. But, um, you know, it, it it's really just... It's more for the fun of it than it is to add any deep story or lore to the game it's as a whole. It's really just its own contained story to just be fun. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that story. Um, it takes place two years after the end of the Wutai War, which is kind of a big moment in the Final Fantasy VII universe. Um, there's a lot of stuff that like Crisis Core deals with yeah. um, in in that game. 
Um, Final Fantasy VII talks about it a little bit. The remake talks about it a little bit. But it's a little bit more critical for Yuffie because Yuffie comes from Wutai. And her land, from her perspective, she's a, she's the 16-year-old Wutai ninja who um, is very rambunctious. And I, she even was like in the war itself, helping to defend her country. And now... Wu Tai is in this state of um, surrender and has been and has been like minimized to a tourist attraction town. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't really go into that in the game. It's just my knowledge yeah. of the of the yeah. history of Wu Tai. In any case, um, the this DLC takes place two years after that. Um, you. Yuffie Kisaragi, uh, sh- what? Go Kisaragi. Kisar- I oh, I thought maybe you were correcting me. No. Like you knew more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? I don't know. Uh, it seems right. Kits Kitsuragi. Um. Anyway, she is a 16-year-old Wutai ninja who travels to. She travels to Migar in search of Shinra's ultimate materia, um, that she believes they're developing, it somewhere in the Shinra headquarters. Um, she is trying to collect as much materia as she can so that she can build Wutai back to its former glory and fight back against Shinra. Um, she walks through the Midgar slums in search of Avalanche and this partner that she's meeting with in Midgar. Uh, it's funny, while she's walking through the slums, she comments on how dirty Midgar is. Yeah. She's like, I thought it was the city of Midgar. And she's like, more like city of trash. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, she doesn't really realize that she's in the slums. She just realizes that she... She just thinks that she's yeah. in Midgar, but not knowing the dynamics of Midgar. Um, she follows some Moogle posters throughout the slums and makes it makes her way to a clinic in the Sector 7 um, slum area. Uh, the clinic turns out to be a base for an avalanche cell uh, where she meets up with... Um, I'm going to butcher some of these names, but they're, they're irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Nao, Billy Bob, and Polk. Um, and then their leader is... Uh, Zier Zier Zierj- Zierj- she kept saying it and I still I, yeah, I, after she said it a hundred times I still had no I, uh, idea. Zij or something. Yeah, like, I effect. think you're right. Um and she finds out that her partner Sonan um Ku Kuzabe. Kusakabe. Alright, well that sounds All better right. than mine. <laughs> um he arrived a few days prior. Um, but when she finally is able to meet up with him, they set their sights on inf- infiltrating the Shinra building, trying to get to the basement where they believe all of the juicy stuff happens in the basement. Um, Sunin tells Yuffie about his um, his status as um, a former student of Yuffie's father, Gudo, um, and Yuffie is not... not a fan of her father because he ever since the end of the war, he's kind of turned into a drunk. Um, but she still recognizes Sunan as a, um, respectable person because of his training. Um, 
And oh, and also her father was a former leader of Wutai. I don't know if that's relevant really, but it's something to throw in there. Um, in any case, they set their, their sights for Midgar, um, but they realize that they need an ID to be able to ride the train. So they hunt down um, Zirje. Zirje? Zize? Zize. Anyway. Um, he's supposed to have the IDs to be able to board the train. However, he's currently missing and is on the run from some Shinra soldier guys. Um, Yuffie and Sonon help him and fight off the Shinra uh, to acquire the IDs to be able to ride the train to the Midgar headquarter building. Uh, once they make it, once they make their way to the building, they sneak onto the elevator, trying to get their way to the lower the lower levels. And that's when they run into Scarlet. Um, Scarlet being the the head of Shinra's weapon development. Um, she instantly recognizes them as, you know, Wu Tai people, and um, she kind of guides them through. Um, she she like guides them through the facility. Yeah, the- she like misleads them yeah. to go to this weapons testing facility area. She kind of like collects data on them. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um basically just tormenting them for the fun of it um with different monsters and machines that are in the weapons development research. Um Yuffie and Sonon, they fight their way through the testing facility and eventually fight Scarlet herself, um, where she gets to test out her newly developed mech suit. Um, they end up winning, and um, they interrogate her, where she tells them that there really is no ultimate materia in Midgar, that all of that was set aside for the plan to drop the Sector 7 plate. Yuffie doesn't really understand what's going on, um, and um, Scarlet ends up leading them into this, like, combat testing, or this combat simulator, um, and she cranks it up to the highest level, which is, like, ultimate pain or ultimate something. Ultimate pain. <laughs> something like that. Um, <laughs> they... Uh, they end up escaping the simulator by destroying a projector. And when they leave, they find themselves surrounded by deep ground soldiers. Now deep ground, um, for people who are final fantasy seven fans, they are a, a soldier group that live in like a lab underneath Midgar. And you first hear about them in, um, Dirge of Cerberus. So fun fact. Yeah. Um, the team fights off the soldiers and they come across another testing room with a bunch of other dead Shinra soldiers laying all over with a bunch of purple glitter scattered everywhere. <laughs> glitter. Yes, <laughs> it's purple, beautiful glitter. glitter. Um, they then come face to face with Nero and he is sucking the energy from other soldiers in the room. Um, and as you play the game, you kind of get bits and pieces of who Nero is to some degree. He's like some some maniac type, like Shinra, almost like almost like the soldier, but like before so- the soldier program started. And they're like these experiments, really. Yeah. Um, I think 
it's if you, like I, I haven't played Dirge of Cerberus in a while, but yeah, I want to say it's a little more aligned with Dirge of Cerberus. You probably know more about it, but as far as playing this and not with that in mind, it is just kind of this this crazy experiment that you're facing. Now. Yeah. And well, what's weird about this is they they're name dropping these people like Weiss yeah. and Nero, and if you've played Dirge of Cerberus, you kind of get a hint of oh, I know who these people yeah. are to some degree, but like me, I I recognize them as these deep ground people, yeah. but like it seemed random, like yeah. they kind of just threw it in here out of nowhere as a fun nod to Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> I, and and to some degree, this also like validates that Dirge of Cerberus is canon. Is canon to the story? You yeah. know, they had hints of Dirge of Cerberus like relevance stuff in the original or the the remake of this game, the original mm-hmm. that the we main played, game, yeah. Which, I mean, it to me, it's a nice way to kind of tie a little bit more together. Sure, I guess, yeah. More tightly, and I'm sure that that's kind of where they're heading. Yeah. is they're trying to tie all the games sure. together in some way. Um, so they come across Nero, and he's sucking the life force from the soldier with some of his mysterious glitter power. Um. The Shinra who are trying to control Nero loses like, his loses their grip on him, and Nero escapes and begins killing literally everyone. Uh, Yuffie and Sonan try to escape, but they end up coming face to face with him, and they have to fight him off. They they do win, and uh, Nero becomes unconscious. But as the as Yuffie and Sonan are trying to escape through an elevator, Nero wakes up and attacks the team with his glitter amazingness. Sorry, I have to glitter use glitter. It's amazing. Very strong. Yes. The glitter is strong with him. Yeah, <laughs> it was very glittery. <laughs> um, Sonan shoves Yuffie into the elevator, urging her to move on, and Nero kills him to death. To death. <laughs> and the elevator closes and Yuffie gets gets away. <laughs> um, you do get a little snippet of Sonan's backstory and through the game you kind of and through this like segment you kind of get bits and pieces as you go along. Basically, Sonan is a Wu Tai warrior from the war as well. His sister was killed when a Shinra um machinery mechanical robot goes crazy and she shoves Sonan out of the gunfire and ends up dying. So it's kind of like a parallel to that. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's self-sacrificing, shoving her out of the way. And then you get this like little clip of him with, uh, him meeting his sister again and, you know, wishing Yuffie good luck or whatever. Um, in any case, that was kind of ir- <laughs> irrelevant to anything, to be honest, like the whole story. Anyway, um, y- Yuffie makes it out of the Shinra building and watches as the Sector 7 uh, plate plummets to the ground, um, destroying and killing countless amount of people. Um, she's devastated that Shinra would do this, and she is determined to fight back by stealing all the materia in the land and restore and again same same deal well, trying to help Wu Tai. We also well 
Well, I guess you kind of to touch on it that she did find out, though, that there is no ultimate materia right now. So she kind of has no reason to stay. Right. Yeah. And then, that, yeah, that was something that Scarlet had told her before Scarlet got away. So this whole was mission that, was a complete yeah, waste like, of time literally, and energy. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so um, as an end scene, you see Yuffie leaving Midgar on a chocobo. Um, she... She figures she she kind of is talking to herself, and she figures that she's gonna have to recruit other people for her mission if she's gonna make any progress. Which kind of, if you know the story of Final Fantasy VII, you can feel that like yeah. vibe that they're trying to really merge that character of Final Fantasy VII remake Yuffie with the Final Fantasy yeah. VII Yuffie that we all know. Um, in any case, then you get a cut to Cloud, Tifa, Aerith, and Red. Oh, and Barrett. I forgot to write them <laughs> down in my notes. Um, and they're walking from Midgar to Calm. Um, and they catch a ride with Chocobo Bill. <laughs> that was so amazing. Was, yeah. It was so amazing. It was adorable. Like, as soon as I saw Chocobo Bill, my first thought was Sid from Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. I know that's, that's not Sid. That's what I thought too. And then, like, they showed his cap and it was Buffalo Bill. I'm like, oh, I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. I was so excited. Chocobo Bill. Um, and then they cut to a stupid part with Zach who. Um, makes his the way. Part. They you make, wrote it in your I notes. I did write it in the my notes. Stupid part with Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's entering Midgar and he makes his way to Aerith's church, where he is like preparing to meet with her, and he bursts open the doors, and Aerith is nowhere to be found. Instead, it's nothing but a whole bunch of survivors from the plate who have taken. Right. Refuge within the church. Um, did you say Buffalo Bill? Did I say yes. Buffalo Bill? <laughs> I meant Chocobo I Bill, obviously. <laughs> it's the buffalo like version of like you know yes. chicken chicken buffalo sauce. <laughs> well, no, but I think Buffalo Bill buffalo is like an actual like. Well, no, I know, but oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, what'd you think of the story, Kaylee? Um, it was okay i liked Agreed. it i gave it an eight out of ten i gave it an eight out of ten as well i i think that it was a good story for yuffie because you know they're trying to tie it together it was a good reason to kind of have her in midgar i suppose the sonan stuff was i don't know i liked his character i did not care for his story at all I liked his character model. Yeah. But like, I definitely, that was it. Like, I, I didn't care for him at all. I definitely feel like it was preparing us for when you fight with Sid as a dragoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. He absolutely is yeah. a character model. I put that in my notes, too. Um, but yeah, like, as soon as I found out that she was going to be with a companion, I knew that he was going to die. Like, yeah. <laughs> like before playing the game, just like the trailers that I had seen, I'm like, well, he's going to die yeah. because Yuffie's on her own when right. you meet Yuffie in the main game and there's no way they're going to add this extra character to the well, main story of Seven. It would make no sense. The thing is... Though, knowing <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, they could do yeah, whatever the heck they want. So The thing is, I personally felt like the ending it wasn't that it was a bad ending it was not very 
it, I don't want to say it was anticlimactic, but it just didn't have like this awe at the end. Like even the plate dropping would have been great if you actually watched the destruction. But all you see is Yuffie's face as there's like flames and stuff. I, yeah. I kind of wish you see her like crumple to the ground yeah. as she's like looking into the flames. But know. yeah, there's nothing like I, I don't know. I, I feel like even Sonan's death, it just they tried to make it this huge moment and like. You barely knew the character anyway, and he just... I I think the way they chose to kill him with Nero was not the way. It just was kind of weird. In fact, it was more creepy than anything, and maybe they're going to do something with that later. I don't know, but it... uh. I just... I felt like all... I mean, okay, so honestly, the story as a whole is irrelevant to the main story of Final Fantasy VII. Like, regardless of how you look at it, like, if you didn't play this DLC, it would make no impact to the main game whatsoever. And that's the right way to do DLC, to be perfectly honest. Right. This is supposed to be an additional content that is... As... Separate from the main game. As this, as its own body, as its own Mm -hmm. meat... His story was still irrelevant. Agreed. <laughs> I fully agree. And, you know, he keeps talking about his sister, and at one point, halfway through, because we played this on a few separate days, like, mm-hmm. you know, days in between, and at one point I was like, wait, who is that? Is that his wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was his sister. <laughs> I don't know. I I did like him. I He was okay. It's just his story was just kind of bland, and... I, he Yuffie was, was the star. Like, she was the shining star of this whole game. She was supposed to be. Which makes sense, yes. She was supposed to be the star. It's, and she was. And she, I feel like as a character, she grew on me a lot through this game. He did not compliment her at all. No. He didn't even, like, mirror her in yeah. any way. Like, like there wasn't any... I would have liked... There was, It, it would have been... Honestly, it would have been way more interesting if, if she was... Not that it makes any canon sense, but if she was a little bit older and he was a little bit younger to have kind of a chemistry yeah. together, just like subtle, but like this, this common, you know, Hey, we got a thing and then have this death be this like, Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh no. But no, it was just like, eh, and then he died. <laughs> and then like Nero made no sense and deep ground they threw in there just like as a nod to people who played, Um, like, I just, I felt like there was no relevance to any of it. I don't know. (laughs) The deep ground stuff, I feel like I'm okay with. I guess it's just, personally, I feel like the ending should have been just, I I don't know. The ending was not there. The Sonon ending stuff? Just in general. Like, it just kind of was anti, which again, it can't be this huge you can't no, have a huge climax because, of course, it's not the main game, and you're still playing. You know, the main game is still going on on the side. It's just, I feel like they could have done better. I guess. Yeah. Um. Also, which I know you feel about this too. Uh, this like individual cell of Avalanche was so irrelevant and pointless, and they gave the characters names, they gave them their own voice actors, and they were pointless. They were there. Just to be there. 
Like, they... <laughs> it, you know, it makes sense to a degree, because you know that the avalanche that you're with in the main game is its own... They, they are regarded as extremists, even. So it, it makes sense that there's other cells of avalanche, but it's just... They put such a strange it's importance like, on them for to not even be in the game. To me, it <laughs> feels like this group of Avalanche was just like a couple kids who were like, yeah, yeah and us too. Yeah. And then like they made no difference to anything and they didn't really like they weren't making any impact on anything. So like what were they? What I think is th- funny. They were in the same sector yeah, with the I other know. members of Avalanche. It would have even made a made more sense if we were in a completely different sector and visited or you know this is our temporary headquarters i don't know it just it seemed weird that said though because they were in sector seven you got to see um like a different perspective of the main game yeah and that was really cool that was really cool you got to see like barrett and tifa for a little bit like you know so the game takes place after after um the sector one bombing and you lose cloud right no it's it's after the sector one bombing cloud comes back to sector seven meets up with tifa and they decide to go to do mm-hmm. the the next mission sector five or whatever while they're gone is when yuffie shows up and Yuffie shows up and is doing stuff in Sector 7, and then you see Barrett and Tifa come down after losing Cloud. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're kind of talking amongst themselves like, ah, he'll be fine. We'll see him again. He's, he's a lot tougher than he seems. And Tifa's, you know, kind of distraught, as she should be. And then, like, that's kind of it. They kind of leave it open-ended, and then you hear about, you know, potential destruction in sector seven that you know you know obviously scarlet reveals that this the plate's gonna fall it's just it's neat to see this like alternate perspective of the game that you already know so well so that that alone was really really neat um i liked the happy turtle i did too yeah that was a nice little nod it was just a nice little it's it's just really funny the way that they portrayed that too, because they talk about how like all the characters in the, in this like playthrough, they all talk about how it's this great bar or whatever, but none of them have ever been to it and they have no idea what, what it really is or why they're promoting it, but it must be amazing. Right. (laughs) And it's so reminiscent of final fantasy seven with the, um, what turtle paradise. Yeah collecting the turtle paradise posters and you know you never actually go to turtle paradise which is supposed to be this famous wutai bar and you never go there is no turtle paradise (laughs) i mean i don't know i I guess i never tried hard enough to do that side quest to know if there actually is a turtle paradise but i don't think there is i don't think it goes anywhere i think it's just the flyers everywhere um funny so yeah, yeah yeah that was good so yeah so, story, I gave it an 8. Me too. You know, again, it was good, but it had some core stuff that I feel like could have been better. I mean, story overall was still decent. Yeah. It was worth It was worth playing. playing. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, graphics, it's just as good as the main game. I can't say I noticed it being that much better from, like, the 
the PlayStation 4 version, which is not what we're reviewing. We're not reviewing the upscale from yeah. the PS4 version. It's really just the Yuffie stuff. But a lot of it takes place in Sector 7 or in the Shinra building. Granted, there's like two dungeons, if you want to call them dungeons. There, There's two areas that you progress through that are similar to the main game, but they're not. They're they're different. They're different platforms. Uh, they, it's, it's like they used, they reused the assets, but like strategically yeah. so that they seem like different areas. A lot of, yeah. They weren't like, it didn't appear overly recycled. Right. Yeah. I Absolutely. agree. Some of the monsters were a little bit, I all of the monsters were pretty much the same as the main game. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah, right. So, I mean, they're they're in the same area. Of course, yeah. they would be well, the I same. Mean, we're playing DLC, right? So I no, I fu- I no, fully yeah, yeah. agree. I I loved Yuffie's movements. Playing as her, even just watching cutscenes of her, she's very fluid, very she's, light. She's fast. Yes. When you're running with her, she is like lightning on her feet. She, uh, her move set is really cool. She does like, she throws her weapon and then she does like magic to her mm-hmm. weapon to cast Very it cool. on the enemies. And like that concept is really neat. Um, and, and it's beautiful. I mean, a concept aside and, and that's more gameplay, but like, it's, it's mm-hmm. really cool to see her doing these actions and the magic that she's yeah. casting on the enemy. It's just, it's a cool concept. Um, and the way that she like walks over rails yeah. and she holds her hands out yep. and she's running Balancing, over the rails. Yeah. That's, she, that's so uh, cute. She was wearing this like Moogle like cloak, yeah. I guess. And that was really cute, but it was so distracting every time you get a sharp edge catching like and waving yeah. a little strange. That was so distracting to me. Really? I I really liked that she was wearing that for the for the for first the half. Yeah. And then she had the like wardrobe change slash reveal in the second half. And I loved that. I thought it was like, oh, there she is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that too. Oh man. It it they really did her character justice, if not better. Because in the main game of or in the original Final Fantasy VII, Yuffie had like very little story. She had very little spotlight. She had like no character development or character hardly at all. And then like you get this and I feel like I really like Yuffie now. Like she's, she's cute. She's energetic. She's, you know, she's kind of the Riku, you know, from final fantasy 10, the final fantasy 10 Riku version. Yeah. It's basically the same character. Just (laughs) reskinned. What'd you give graphics? Oh, graphics, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Oh, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Hmm. I couldn't justify the 10 out of 10. Like, they didn't go... I Like I said, with, like, the ending, like, of the pillar falling, I feel like we could have seen more dramatic... Yeah, um, I... For me... Like, obviously it's good, because it's still Final Fantasy VII, and the remake, and all that. It looks beautiful, but, like, the stuff that was unique to the DLC wasn't enough to justify more yeah. than, like, an 8 for me. Um, they could have added a few more unique monsters. I mean, they had a couple, like, the deep ground stuff was all unique. They had a couple unique bosses that were okay. Um, but, like, there wasn't anything that stood out to me as, oh my gosh, this is amazing, yeah. you know? Like, the fight with Nero was, like, 
cool, but it was really just mostly glitter. Yeah. I will say, I was surprised there was blood. There was, yeah, there was. I was very surprised, because I feel like one of the main reasons in the in the main game that they used the glitter for Genova was because they didn't want there being blood everywhere. Yeah, the, like, purple goo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, speaking of monsters, if you don't mind segueing into gameplay. No, that's fine. Um... There was, like, one or two. I didn't write this down initially because I feel like it might have been avoidable because we weren't using our equipment properly. Because we were playing... We were, we were passing off the controller. And I think just upgrading our equipment kind of just was not thought about, I well, guess. Well, hang on. Let's back up a little bit. We played Final Fantasy VII Remake quite a while ago. Yes. When it was first released. And to play the DLC quite a few months later, I've forgotten how to play the game entirely. And there is no, like, tutorial, but it's essentially the same gameplay mechanics as the remake. It's just, like, Yuffie instead. So they expect you to just know this stuff, and we struggled for a while to, like, get back into the groove. I did maintenance on our weapons at one point yeah i remember before we realized at the end when we started struggling oh we're kind (laughs) of maybe we should look at our equipment and there's like no upgrades been done we haven't swapped our materia out we haven't really and i have no excuse because i did do some of that stuff at the beginning right no i think that what we did at the very beginning was enough like it got us to the final boss and then the final boss was like we struggle with him a little bit and then like we upgraded it we upgraded our materia and our weapons and everything and we were overpowered what I wanted to talk about was I was having problems with two different bosses personally for me Mm -hmm. where you would you would fight this boss you'd say you'd have to cut off an arm or destroy an arm actually I think both bosses I'm thinking of you have to cut off an arm to be able to hit the main body and then the main body does some, you know, they do some stuff and then you regenerate that arm or something else happens and you've got to put it all down again before you can actually finish off the boss. Except I had to do that like five different sessions. I think you're just really bitter about that projector fight. It's not even that. In the, in the no, simulator. Not even just that one. There was um, Scarlet too. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And. Did, once was, did you fight Scarlet? Or yeah. Did, you did? Oh. And once was fine, but the second time I was kind of irritated about that because yeah. I didn't want to be sitting... It wasn't like there was any new like mechanic added or any new phase. It was the same boss. I just have to do the same set of things again. And which brings me to my next irritating moment of wasted limit breaks. You cast your limit break. It should automatically let you use that limit break. Instead... Two different, two or three different times, I used my limit break, and then, <clears throat> like, the monster would go into its other phase again, or Scarlet in this yeah, case right. I'm thinking of. And my, there's Yuffie doing her limit break to air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ran into that a few times where, you know, you spend all this time building your limit break, and then, yeah, it's just, like, shot. And that does. It, it hurts really, really bad. Um, the projector <laughs> fight was BS, though. Yeah. Like, the projector was... fight, basically, you had, like, an overpowered boss 
I overpowered in air quotes because we were under leveled, <laughs> but he, he, this overpowered boss that you had to fight. And as soon as you killed him, you have to fight the projector and the projector really is the boss, but you can't attack it unless the boss, the like the body, projection. the projection is dead. And then you can attack the projector itself. But the projector is like, got really high like defense or yeah. something and he's really difficult to take down so like you get a third down and then he just regenerates that mm -hmm. projection and you gotta fight it again and you basically i think you only fought that boss once but you basically had to fight it three times yes. because every time you took it down Absolutely. it would just regenerate Drove itself again and they had to do nuts. the whole thing over again it was it was bs that was <laughs> it, felt it felt like cheap. <laughs> It, yeah, it felt like a cheap they were trying tactic. to stretch the game out, and this was a cheap way but, of doing that. Again, I don't know how much of that was because we weren't maintaining maybe. our equipment. Yeah, maybe. Because we were holding our own just fine. It just was irritating because it just was a time filler. Yeah. And, of course, for us, you were coming over to visit, so it was just like time was, you know, we wanted to utilize our time, right, not waste right. it fighting an arm. <laughs> yep. Uh, despite that, I still gave gameplay a kind of a high score, though. I gave gameplay an 8. I gave it a 9. Okay. I still really liked Yuffie's, you know, the fluidity of fighting as Yuffie. Her, how quick she is. It's very, it, it, it makes gameplay easy, in my opinion. Yeah. And I really liked the added, uh, the way she climbs the bars and stuff. Um, when you're trying to get from one area to another in, like... I don't know where we were for... We were in, like, some yard of... Like, like at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. And she's able to climb up the bars, run along the side. It was just very, like, ah, satisfying. Yeah. She, her movements were very fun. It made me feel cool yeah. controlling her because she was so, like, fluid in her motion of yeah. climbing and moving. And, yeah. Um, I want to talk about something that really hurt me about this game oh no the fort condor minigame oh yes how could i forget oh my I know. gosh i know i know so i'm changing my my score <laughs> i'm not even joking i'm knocking it down a point bom, bom, bom. i'm hurt too <laughs> i am hurt too i don't even i must have just completely blocked it from my mind in fact i did because i just didn't play it and it was just talk about it. I okay. just can't. So, My blood pressure. So, in Final Fantasy VII, the original game, you could do this mini game where you're protecting Fort Condor from uh, an approaching Shinra um, army. And it's it's really designed to be this like um defend the castle type mini game where you place all your um you place all your pieces on the board and then the 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 army slowly crawls towards the top and you have to defend you know fort condor and in the original this was completely optional you had a chance to play twice. You could play it as soon as you leave Midgar, and then you can play it later where you could actually get the Condor turned out to be a Phoenix, and you get the Phoenix yeah. materia from that. Um, but it's completely optional. Um, they've taken that concept and turned it into a mini game for this DLC, 
the idea is cute, but I hated the mini game in the original. And when I played it in this, it was like, yeah, it looked pretty. And the, the idea of it being a board game is interesting, but I just, I still didn't like to play it. I felt like it was super tacky the way that they placed these hot hot characters. I mean, like uh, important characters from the main game. From the main game, like you've got Roche. I think his name's Roche yeah. from one of the soldiers that you fight in the main game, and he's over there wanting to play a mini game with you. And it's just like, why? I that that's probably my biggest pet peeve with this. It really has nothing to do with how good or bad the minigame itself is. It's really that you've taken opportunities of dialogue away from these characters to play this stupid minigame. And I I wanted nothing to do with yeah. it. Like, as soon as this was coming out, I'm like, no, I don't want to play this. And then they force you to play yeah. it once. They're like, no, you're going to try <laughs> this out. You're going to love you're it. You're going to try it. Once you try it, you'll love it. The other part that I have that's a little a little less of a pet peeve and more of just a nitpicking a little. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Fort Condor concept in the main game or in the original game was that Fort Condor is under attack by Shinra and you are putting money in to um, help provide protection to Fort Condor. And you know, you get rewarded for that or whatever, and you get to play this mini game. Um, but that's like a critical thing for Fort Condor <laughs> and you're converting that like like Shinra was like, hmm, you know what this needs? A board game. <laughs> but that would be pretty much like them making a board game out of like the War of Wutai. Yeah, <laughs> it just it so seems tacky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um now to be fair, that's totally something Shinra would do, but it just seemed really weird. Yeah. It seemed out of place. You don't want to say it's insensitive because it's just a video game, but it is kind of like this is a serious thing. Like people were dying. It was still a mini game in the original too, but I don't know. It just it 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 wasn't it wasn't all that fun in the original. It's not all that fun in this. Some people may have loved it. It I just didn't. I didn't like it. I just thought it was stupid and boring. But like the characters were like, "You can't beat me. I'm a pro." Like the game just came out. By the way, you didn't (laughs) know know anything about this in the main game. It came out while you were out doing stuff. You, no one was out there. Like, do you want to play Fort Condor? Like, Like, the 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 plane just (laughs) fell. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes, yeah. It just. It was it was stupid. Yeah. What's funny though is like the the happy turtle stuff I thought was a lot of fun. So like you had to go around and collect all the happy turtle um flyer posters and once you collected them all you got like a special prize or whatever from the happy turtle guy. Old snapper or I something think- like that. I, I realized that they really wanted to make use of the minigame that they took time to put resources into. It's just I think if they had just made it subtle it wouldn't have been as inferior like if you walked by you could get regular character dialogue and then it's like oh yeah i do have a board game do you want to play not you want to play i'm the best pro there yeah, is out there you and can't it's like, beat me and it's like these characters that you want to get dialogue yeah. from and then you walk up to them they're like i really want to play this game with you and it's like no <laughs> they would not do that in the original game <laughs> you you better believe that we're not going to be playing a bit a board game with with roche after we've just had <laughs> I motorcycle know. race. I know. I know. 
Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Agreed. So eight out of ten. Eight, eight out of ten <laughs> yeah, for you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, music. I. I, there, we both liked this one song that played in the background, which was a play on her original. Yeah, it was like a remake of Yuffie's theme from the original game. And it was great. Yeah. But like, eh. <laughs> like that was it. Like the rest I, of the rest of everything else was pretty much the same as the original. Yuffie's voice actor was great. And see, that was the problem I had reading this. Cause I feel like I rated it high. I really did like that song. Like you did. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. And there's really not much to say because we did play the original game. It's all the same amazing songs that are in there. It wasn't a whole lot, but I, you know, every every song was appropriate for when it was playing. Like you got some nice cool boss battle music and stuff. But um, they had the Happy Turtle songs too. Yeah, that's that was kind of fun. It was cute. Um, I I don't know. I gave it an eight out of ten. I gave it a nine out of ten. It was like There's nothing was terrible. Nothing yeah. at all was bad. So I think that that was my thing. Is they like their highlight was Yuffie's theme, and they did that beautifully. Yeah. It was great. But like everything else is just like, hey, can we do something else? Yeah. Like some uh, something fun? Like anything else? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Vo- Yuffie's voice actor was great, yeah, spot on. She was amazing. I, I even like Sonon's voice too. Yeah, he was all right. Um, honestly, all of the voice acting. Yeah, absolutely. for the Final Fantasy remake as a whole, I'm sure we talked about it before, but all of the voice acting was really yeah. good, really, really well done. Yeah. Um. Overall, nine out of ten. I gave it an eight out of ten. Nice. You know, I like. I felt like the whole game was like good. You know, could be amazing. Like <laughs> if they have just pushed it a little bit harder, it could have been a lot of fun. You know that but, said though, yeah, it was good. My expectation was very low. Oh, yeah, that's to true. Guard my yeah. own little tiny frail heart. I my <laughs> expectation was low. I'm glad we played this. It it exceeded my expectation for it, and I definitely think that if you're playing the seven remake because you're a hardcore or just even a casual fan of the original mm-hmm. series, it's worth playing if you can get your a hold of it. I agree. Um, and that's probably the biggest problem with this is yeah. it's kind of hard to get a hold of. Not because the game is rare, but because the system is rare. It's getting a little bit better as time is going on. We're seeing a few more pop up here and there. But yeah, it I just, mean, it it's sucks. really hard to get your hand on the it system. It sucks that they had it strictly for PlayStation 5. Yeah. Especially because things were so hard to get a hold of. But but yeah, I, yeah. I agree the game was worth playing. And it's it's short. It's we only put like not even eight yeah, hours eight worth hours. worth of the game, which is and, decent and DLC. I mean, you could do more. You can fight uh, Rama. That was yeah. kind of cool. I I fought Rama. He was pretty easy, especially after we beat the game and we went back. But um, I mean, it's it's cool that he's in the game and you can play with him. That's really neat. Um, you can play Fort Condor with you Chad can, too. Yeah, that would be yeah. Why not even Rama at this point? <laughs> Rama's like, I'm the god of thunder. But also, but also do you <laughs> want to fight me at Fort Condor? You're gonna lose. <laughs> you can't beat me. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh! Well, so, yeah. that gives me a total of forty out of fifty. That gives me forty three out of fifty, and which... that's a eight point three out of ten. Ah, that's yeah. 
Yeah, it's fair. It's I fair. mean, again, good game could be a little better, but like, no complaints. I yeah. had fun. I don't. How much is this game? Do you remember? I don't remember. I didn't even buy it. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it was free. Was it free? <laughs> because we up updated. Because uh, we got the PlayStation Five, and I think when you update, you get that part free. I think. Oh. I think so. I could get the game then. Yeah. Because I have the Final Fan or I have the PlayStation Four version. In any case, good game, worth playing if you can. If if it's available to you, uh, worth checking out. Um. Our next game right now is scheduled to be Metroid Dread. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm planning on streaming it starting this week. So if you want to check that out, you can check us out. It's uh, twitch.tv forward slash zap night. Um, and then Zap Chats is coming up too. We're going to be talking about something. I don't know. We never really know until that nope. episode <laughs> Sometimes starts. Sometimes it's just us talking. Sometimes we sit down and we're just like, <laughs> what, what are we, we talking about? Are we talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you had uh, a fun time listening to us ramble on about a video game you may or may not have played. And yeah, we will see you guys next time. Bye.